أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم بمددكم ونظركم سيدي رسول الكريم حبيب العظيم مدد يا سيدي سلطان الأولي مشيخ عبد الفايز الباقستاني مدد يا سيدي سلطان الأولي محمد ناظم حقاني مدد يا مولانا الشيخ هشام كباري مدد الحق يا حجة الله المخلص انزل حالنا وشفننا وابدوني بمددكم ونظركم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أتي الله أتي الرسول وأول الأمر منكم الحمد لله that reminder always for myself أنا أبدك العجيس ودائف ومسكين وظالم وجهل that I'm a weak servant oppressing to myself and ignorant but for the grace of Allah grace of God that forgives the wrongdoings and taking a path in which to attempt to be nothing. As much as this dunya makes the servant to feel they're something and a reminder for myself always means there's rules in Naqshbandiya that to talk only from what you've experienced. There's no permission to talk of somebody else's experience. That we talk only from our own experience and what our shaykh has put us through and our journey. And every talk is based on not what people need to hear but it's based on what I need to hear. There's no permission to talk to people as if you are above and people are below. Only permission is to talk to yourself and that to see yourself as the worst one with all the opportunities that Allah has bestowed upon us that you didn't achieve to the extent that Allah wanted you to achieve. These are the rules in which we operate and the rules in which the tariqah operates is to talk to ourselves only. That I'm in need of a reminder from my shaykh, from their connection that to remind me and they remind us tonight that there are 11 basic principles of Naqshbandiya from Mawlana Shah Naqshband. One is Khalwa Dar Anjuman is to seclude ourselves amongst people. That the tariqah and Mawlana Shah Naqshband has based off of that reality. That in this spiritual path of self-realization there are some whom wish to isolate themselves and try to attempt to reach towards their Lord's satisfaction. And Mawlana Shaykh Shah Naqshaban Qatta Salaahu Siru's hikmah and wisdom that developed a harder way. And the harder way is to be secluded amongst people. That it's easy 
to identify the problems or the difficulty in a test and think that you will cut them out and you can pass. But in Naqshbandiya actually you are failing. You cannot take the difficulty out of the test and think that you made it easier and you passed. That would be the equivalent in school is taking all the hard questions, say, excuse me teacher can you please take all these hard questions out and now I'll take the test. You, we are only fooling ourselves. Naqshbandiyyatul Aliya comes to teach us, no, no, the Khalwa Dar'an is that what Mawlana Shah Naqshband envisioned for our path is you isolate yourself amongst people to run into the woods and hide and do chanting and zikr and think that you are purifying yourself is not to the degree that they want. What they envision for us is that no, be amongst people and fight all of your senses to try to keep yourself with your Lord. Because their teaching are from muttaqeen and we described before the muttaqeen are of a high level of taqwa, of consciousness. And they describe that that high level of consciousness we now alhamdulillah are coming out of Ramadan that the fasting is not only by mouth but to take away in which they fast with their ears. They don't and try not to hear bad and backbiting and gossips. They fast with their eyes that what they're seeing from their eyes is of no concern and they try to keep their eyes and enter into the eyes of their heart. They fast with their breath, they fast with their touch, their feel. They, touch, they, they fast with their taste means all the senses are trying to enter a state of higher consciousness. So it means they're not just fasting from tongue, when they open the ability to fast with all of their faculties then Mawlana Shah Naqshban begins to inspire then make your seclusion amongst people. That's where your test comes. That how to keep the company of people, be social with people, interact with people, have all of the dialogues that you have to have, all the work that you're supposed to do, but fast with your ears. Means to keep out the bad and be in the company of people. So many tried to do their practices but in isolation. That's a different reality that if order comes from Prophet then they're ordered to do 40 days of that. But for every day to reach that reality and to reach that reality very fast, they said, put yourself in that difficult situation, not to isolate, not to block yourself off from everybody because then you become an oppressor to your family and to your friends. You are responsible to be with your family, you are responsible to be with your wife, with your husbands, with your children, your responsibility to raise them and to be a symbol of fatherhood, motherhood that without seeing you their deen will be lost. 
half of our religion is in marriage. Means you can't leave half your religion. You have to keep the state of marriage, then the challenge for your life is to keep your wife happy. And keep your faith. That becomes the, the fire of life, how to keep this family happy and how to keep your faith. How to keep your children happy and how to keep your faith and your practices. And that's what they want. That when the kids were young and they wanted to go to carnival, they wanted to go to many places, even in Ramadan they don't care, they don't say, Baba it's Ramadan we're not going. They say, we're going. Remember they put the ice cream in your face, they put pizza on your face, you Baba have a, have a bite. I say, I can't, it's the time I can't eat right now. You don't avoid them, think, oh it'll be better if I isolate. We had to go with them. They had to keep putting food into your face and take them, make them be happy, that was the challenge. That was what they wanted to see, not the cheating where you sit and hide yourself in a room somewhere and say, I'm going to reach to Allah No, you don't reach anywhere, you reach into your imagination. Their want is the struggle and they don't want the struggle in which you think that you know you're going to uplift yourself. If there's no permission for seclusion you can sit all you want in a dark closet but you're just gonna get scared. The jinn will start to come, ooh. <laughs> not reach anything unless they give a permission that you go into isolation. Where they want us to reach is be amongst people, interact with all the people, all the family, all the work and everything and keep cleaning your ears that they're talking and you block within yourself that, I don't want to hear the bad but I'll keep a very happy face amongst people. You have to sit with them, you can't walk away. The family's interacting and doing their things and you have to keep like you're in a seclusion. You make your zikr silently, you try to keep your ears focused on your heart. You're with people and you're seeing things that are maybe not the best for your eyes. Means then you train yourself, that you keep your nazar bar qadam. Not necessarily take yourself out because we are living in the city. If that was the case then everybody would have to sit at home and just hide. Nazar the khalwa the anjuman means that, go out you're going to be amongst people. At that time the shaykhs had bazaars too, they had many different places where people are going. So then Mawlana Naqshban taught then keep your eyes on your feet. If what you're seeing around you is you think not appropriate for your heart but the family are having fun in the park, they're out doing what they have to do to, to enjoy themselves at the park, keep your eyes on your feet if you think the vision is not correct. Not you stay at home and hide yourself in a closet and think that you're getting somewhere. This is again the cheating, this is taking the difficult parts of tests out and say, I'm going to cheat and they're watching say, what? You avoided the hard ones. The reward is in the hard ones. To control yourself and look at your feet when something is not appropriate. That when you're out and people are talking things that are not necessarily you smile and khushtardam is be conscious of your breath and breathe and they keep a smile amongst people because you have one face to people and you develop your face with your Lord. Means you're being in their presence. 
breathing in that presence, keeping a smile to people that they don't know and they don't have to know what you're doing. But you're challenging yourself to keep yourself amongst people. Means all of these faculties of touch, of sight, of hearing, of smelling, all of them have to be purified to be mutaqeen. And only purification will come in an environment in which there's testing. So then Mawlana Shah Naqshaban envision for us, then keep your seclusion amongst the people. Interact with the people, keep yourself with your family and your relatives and keep your spiritual practices. You don't have to whip out a tasbih, nobody should see you doing your zikr. Because then it can be and the practices will become nafsani. They can make their zikr in their heart while they're amongst people. Means everything is a very delicate balance. Whatever they're doing they're hoping that that practice is not becoming from the ego. So they hide the practice, they keep their zikr within their heart. It's very important that this way is based on being amongst the people and keeping the spiritual practices, keeping all that we've been trained for, keeping your meditation, keeping the cleanliness of the hearing, keeping the cleanliness of the sight, keeping the cleanliness of the breath and then in all of that interaction the cleanliness of the tongue. To keep the tongue to be moist with zikr of Allah and sweetness to people, that the tongue to be sweet to people to be caring to people, to be loving to people. We pray that Allah inspire us with more and more himmah. We need a himmah to continuously strive, never thinking we achieved, we never achieved anything. Whatever we thought we achieved there are oceans ahead more. And we keep continuously praying, Ya Rabbi grant me himmah in which to control my hearing, to control my sight, to control my breath to control all my faculties and to keep myself in the ability to be amongst people. If that servant begins to purify themselves, perfect themselves, what's the benefit of them being in the woods other than all of the animals, the bears and the trees enjoying your zikr? So what did Mawlana Shah Naqshaban envision? Is that if you purify yourself and train in this way your benefit for humanity. You go into an environment and Mawlana was describing recently, go into these areas and make istighfar. Your benefit, your light for people, if you're a light hiding in the woods the bears and the, the birds are enjoying you because they're taking from your light and sitting with you and is a <laughs> haq. But Allah is more concerned about humanity. So that one whom able to control their senses, control their faculty means they're, they're protecting themselves. They enter into an environment and they can begin to make in their heart istighfar. And like a light they can begin to shine and take away the sins and burdens of people. That was in the understanding of magnetism. If you produce a positive light, a positive charge, what is that called in school? Is that science or… it's not electrician. No? When do they teach about energy in science, like basic science? It's just very basic understanding. You per perfect yourself, you work on yourself, 
you work on your faculties because these faculties are all leaks. If we don't seal the ears, every time you build an energy your ears are pulling it, right? So as soon as you listen to gossip as if the energy left through the ears and that's what the, the, the lower energy and evil energy wounds, the bad desire wounds. That if you become shiny you burn all the bad energies. So they come to pull from your ear so that this energy will leak from you out. If they can't get your ear they come to your eyes. You're building yourself, building yourself, they come to your eyes to give you a vision of something to pull out the energy from your eyes. So that's why when they look at something your energy is being pulled from you, especially bad things. It's pulling all the energy from the eyes. Same from the breath, you go to a place and you don't care what you're breathing and you're breathing 500 other people's shisha, all that is going in and killing your heart. You say, oh I'm not smoking, it's enough for you to just be in that environment. These are all very malignant jinn, that smoke are all beings and those beings are entering in through your breath and killing your tree. You have a tree of life within your chest. The power of your spiritual energy is going to base on the purity of that tree. Its exact tree, the lung bronchial tree. You breathe, all the energy is coming in. So then what does evil want? Throw something in his nose and his breath to kill that tree, become like a burning bush and begin to die. So it means all, all these senses when we safeguard them, protect them, perfect them, take away all of the leaking you become like a light, you become like an energy. And wherever positive energy goes, very basic science, it will attract negative energy. So if somebody is burdened with lots of negativity, lots of sadness, lots of despair, what happens when a positive energy enters into the environment? They're able to pull. And Allah will allow that, Allah will allow that. And now that you've trained, you know how to make istighfar, you know how to make your salawats, you know how to safeguard yourself, then this negative, negative energy will come towards you because the, the scientific, what is it called? The scientific formula has to be balanced. Means when you send out a positive charge and you pull the negative charge. So it's going to be balanced. If the person takes 10 positive from you, you're going to take 10 negatives. But if Allah developed you and perfected you that you can bring that charge, you know how to clean it, you know how to make your praisings, you know how to safeguard yourself, that person goes away lighter. 10 less difficulties, 10 less sadnesses, all your istighfar has a benefit. Now imagine a pious per person walking into a negative environment, a lot of negativity is taken from people. What Allah wants more for His beloved creation is go out and help them, clean them, not by them knowing but by you perfecting and reaching your reality, keep your praises, keep your zikrs, you'll be a benefit to humanity, you'll be a khidmat to be of service to the Divinely Presence. That you go, you praise and people will go home light and purified and feeling that they have hope, they have a light coming to them. And our whole life is about how to be of service. One, the service that other people don't even know what type of service that you're offering. 
that Allah make us to be from those whom serve and that to surrender all of these faculties to be purified and perfected. To keep the concept of khalwat al-anjaman and that keep our family bond, keep our family relationships, take care of our responsibility. If Allah gives you a spouse, you are responsible for that spouse, you are responsible to feed them, to clothe them, to give them a sustenance, to have a happy life, a good life to your ability. You cannot neglect them then you are a zalim to yourself and to all those whom are associated with you, there is no spirituality at that time. You cannot oppress people and say that I'm reaching towards Allah No, means that our way is not to oppress but to make everybody to be happy. Otherwise look at the concept of the shaykh, if the shaykh reached anything other than being a donkey. If he reached anything why would he be amongst people? Why wouldn't he just sit at home if that was true? He would just sit at home but they realize, no, if you want to reach the order is coming. You want to reach to us, be of service to people, sit with them, teach them if you think you know something, praise with them, eat with them, pray with them, be a sense of hope and motivation for them and they'll be uplifted and Allah gives you more. So our way is by example, they're teaching by example, be of service to humanity. We pray that Allah accept this Ramadan from us, this Eid al-Fitr from us and that Allah allow all our senses to be dressed by fasting and that our being to be ultimately for service and that Allah accept that service in His Divinely service and that we be of benefit to humanity and that Allah be pleased with us, Prophet be pleased with us and pious saints be pleased with us. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzat amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammadin Mustafa wa basiri Surat al-Fatiha. Sidna Nabi,